You may not know this about me, although some do. I have a fear of heights, not just a fear of flying, but a true fear and a fascination that comes with it of heights. I look on in awe and terror as I watch free climbers pursue their sport and freeze up when I sometimes find myself in that in-between place, wanting to look over the edge, but so afraid to get too close. Every Rosh Hashanah, we are asked as a Jewish community to ascend the heights of the Spirit, raising ourselves up as our ancestors did at Mount Sinai to bring hope and meaning into the world. For the spiritual seeker, climbing such heights can be thrilling. Some of you have told me that your most spiritual moment takes place, Rabbi, not necessarily here in synagogue, but when you're climbing Mount Tam or the heights overlooking Lake Tahoe. Well, the people who established Judaism, they had this in common with you, for it's in the high places that Moses finds his direction at the burning bush. It was in the mountains where Elijah and his prophetic partners to follow would go for renewal and clarity. The temple in Yerushalayim was built on a mountaintop. And this sanctuary, like every other synagogue with its bima, symbolizes that higher place to aspire. So from that perspective, the prayers, this high holidays, the melodies, the sermons, they're all kind of meant to be spiritual carabiners, helping you to climb and then come see how you can guide your life's path to blessing in the year to come. Bahar Adonai Yerae, on the mountain of the eternal, we come to find vision. And yet that search, if you seek to truly look over the edge at your life, can be fraught. We begin to climb, attempting to find meaning and value as we pray and reflect on our lives. We seek that path that will help us to achieve the summit, worrying that some spiritual trails, well, they lead nowhere, while others are circuitous. Experienced climbers know that sometimes when you reach the summit after a hard journey, the visibility is nonetheless disappointing or in having expended so much energy in attempting to reach that pinnacle, you're unable to appreciate finally getting there. 
Spiritual seekers as well can ascend and find that their vision is clouded and see nothing of meaning despite their best efforts. What blocks their vision? Sometimes it's ego or pride, idolatry of the self, or of the ascent itself, or that we've shut a part of ourselves off from the possibility of really seeing without and within. On the mountain of the Lord, there is vision. It can be a question then, and not, not a statement. What is the vision of your life? Do you have one? Do you appreciate both the mountain that you've been climbing and the climber itself? What blocks you from seeing the good in your life? And what inspires you to see even further into what your life could be? Are you really willing this year to come near that edge and truly look? Well, this Rosh Hashanah, this Jewish New Year, we Jews living in 21st century splendor, we can vision our blessings and our fears. As a people, we've reached amazing heights. We live in a time of incredible freedom in this country, in a city that's a technological inspiration to the world. At a moment when the independent state of Israel is powerful and vibrant. How amazing for us to have gotten to this summit. Who would have possibly thought that in the lifetime of the survivors of the Shoah, that we would have reached this height? We have our worries, though. We worry about anti-Semitism, justifiably so, as a new anti-Semitism cloaked in the garb of anti-Zionism rears its ugly head. We worry about Jewish continuity. Will our children keep carrying Torah forward, valuing this tradition and the way of living that has meant so much to world civilization? We worry, as well, about the safety of Israel after the Iran agreement and the meltdown of the nation-state in the surrounding area. Nothing we know can be taken for granted. But I worry, as do many, that having achieved such heights and made it to this splendid peak, rather than vision the hope and opportunity of what may lie ahead, we let those fears cloud our vision, both individually and as a Jewish community. We fail to see the miracle and appreciate the meaning of our accomplishments. Blinded by the trap of thinking that the climb was about us, our ego, our connection, or unable to appreciate the wonder and majesty of what we have achieved, 
we risk missing the presence of God's wonder in our lives and losing our way as we descend back into the world, which we must do. Among our people today, there are those who, having ascended the heights, have become intoxicated by a zealotry that keeps them from seeing true Jewish purpose. Blinded by self-righteousness, they have ironically embraced the idolatry of payback attacks in the West Bank, a vigilantism that results in the murder of the innocent. They encourage a myopic racism that sees gays and lesbians as the other, while denying equal rights to those who are religiously or ethnically different from them. And they do it in the name of Torah. And then there are their political opposites. Another extreme who idolize a political correctness for Jews only. And in their advocacy for BDS, they disregard the value of dialogue or engagement about the dangers we really face, wanting only their position to be heard. They do it in the name of Torah. This is exactly what the prophets in the days of the Bible warned us would lead to the destruction of the state. If we as Jews fail to stop Sinat Chinam, baseless hatred in its tracks, is this the vision we were supposed to have? And then there are others who forgot that the heights we reached, well, they were not a goal for their own sake, but a means to bring us back to earth inspired to do good, to care for the poor, to feed the hungry, and respect the stranger. It is not Jewishly enough to just be grateful that we in particular have been blessed. No, we know. We are supposed to vision how to share our blessing. Huh. The problem of extremism and indifference, both in Israel and here in the diaspora, it's not a political problem. It is a religious problem of the Jewish people, where in our time of ascent of hope and recovery, we at times have failed to keep visioning our ethical values, but instead let the light on the heights act like a mirror of the self, and then practice the idolatry that Moses so passionately warned us against, either of power or of our supposed uniqueness. Are you not just like the Ethiopians to me, God asks? The prophet Amos declares, to God every person is a reflection of the holy, but that self-idolatry, well, it leads even at the heights, whether you are on the right or on the left, to spiritual blindness. So here we are. Every Rosh Hashanah, 
The tradition challenges us in the morning service with the story of the Akedah, the binding of Isaac. This year, that challenging story to me is about the choice between embracing the idolatry of extremism, selfishness, or spiritual numbness, versus following the loving God of peace who teaches us to choose life. You know the story. Abraham ascends the mountain with his son, prepared to offer him to God, driven at first to act how he thought religion expected him to behave, showing love of God over love of everything else important in life. He binds his son, he raises his knife, but in that in-between moment on the edge, Bahar Adonai Yerae, there is vision on the mountain of the eternal, which is where this phrase comes from in the Torah. There, finally seeing, he is seized with the understanding that religion cannot involve zealotry, but the call to be God's partner by sharing a system of morality that embraces the holiness of life with all the nations of the world. And so Judaism comes into being. Commentators, of course, struggle with why Abraham did not challenge God before ascending the mountain. You probably studied Kierkegaard in college. Well, that good Christian theologian defends Abraham how? As a knight of faith who goes over and against morality to serve God, thus proving his worthiness. But Rashi, the quintessential Jewish commentator, disagrees, teaching that God asked Abraham to bring Isaac up to the mountain so as to elevate him and then bring him back down alive, showing ultimately that extremism is not the direction that Judaism will take. How ironic that Jewish extremists embrace not a halachic perspective, not a Jewish moral perspective, but Kierkegaard's Protestant notion and his conclusion that they can go outside of morality and act violently as a way of serving the whole. It is essential that in this day, we as a Jewish people, as a religious people, whether conservative, orthodox, reform, reconstructionist, renewal, they're all beautiful expressions of Jewish identity. It is essential that we return to the spiritual heights and reject that perspective, refraining as well from the secular call that you've heard, to walk away from religion altogether because it leads to extremism and conflict. No, it is religious spirituality which helps us to better comprehend the holiness in life and hear the true call to be a blessing to the nations, the call that Abraham finally hears. It's the call of Rashi, who taught that the ideal way of being is always finding ways 
to be in the middle, in balance. This is why a vibrant Judaism is so important today. A Judaism of commitment to do our best to help our children develop their spiritual self, their moral self, and not just their intellectual getting into college selves. A Judaism that if you follow the New York Times, the neurologist Oliver Sacks just wrote about at the end of his life that welcomes everyone, that teaches the value of embracing a transcendent Shabbat that helps with personal renewal. On the last mountain of his life, that neurologist, that great man, decided to share his Jewish vision. Now, an interesting thing about the binding of Isaac's story, you've got God, you've got Abraham, you've got Isaac, who's often overlooked in the story? It's one character, the angel. That's right, Jews believe in angels. We support the giants in this town too, but we believe in angels. Angels show up in the most interesting places. At the last moment, the angel calls out and demands that Abraham, in the name of God, protect Isaac's life and be something more. Could it be the same angel that later challenges Jacob to become a God wrestler? Is it the angel of conscience, the Yetzer Hatov that the mystics write about, the good inclination that is in every human being. The angel tells Avraham to struggle with himself and see the world in a new way, engaging in what Victorian-era poet Gerard Manley Hopkins called selving, selving. My daughter Jenny, who studied Hopkins at university, shared with me so I learned from her education to selve. To selve is to be actively engaged in the process of becoming yourself. Every animal, every rock formation, every musical instrument like this shofar, it exists to express a certain magnificent pattern. Hopkins said that if humans could only recognize this holiness of themselves, they could then serve the world with their whole humanity. This is the call that Judaism places before you on the high holidays. It is not enough to climb the mountain. You have to find the vision of your life. The angel of yourself it's always there in your journey. The Yetzer Tov is always with us, trying to help you see whom you could yet be. We need this Judaism of balance. It's prayer, it's learning, it's embrace of Shabbat, it's willingness to speak out against injustice, to help us embrace the angel inside of us. 
It is a Judaism that must inspire us to speak out against all extremism and self-righteousness and bring the vision of goodness back to the center of a world that has seen too much war, created too many refugees who need our help, and too much pain. The Midrash teaches that that high place is not fixed, but it follows you in your life. The holy is always waiting for you to turn and do teshuvah and begin to ascend and elevate yourself and truly then begin to see how you can live with meaning. Bahar Adonai Yira'eh on the mountain of the eternal there can be vision in this life and so this year let us use this Judaism to reconnect to the angel within. And may you and we begin to truly, spiritually see anew. Shana Tova Umituka. Happy New Year.